بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله الذي لا إله إلا هو على ما من به علينا من النعم الكثيرة الظاهرة والباطنة وشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه by the name of Allah, the most merciful and the most compassionate. All praise belong to Allah, the one that, mother, there's none that has the right to be worshipped except Him, who has bestowed upon us blessings and goodness and bounty, mother, and abundance. Those blessings and goodness and bounty, that which is hidden and that which is apparent. And I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's alone without having any partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his servant and his messenger. May the peace and salutations of Allah be upon him. To proceed, Ikhwan, فَنُوَاسِلُ مَعَكُمْ فِي هَذِهِ اللَّيْلَةِ الْمُبَارَكَةِ الْكَلِمَةِ عَوْنًا مِنَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ so we continue in this blessed and noble night of ours, seeking the aid and the assistance of our Lord, the most merciful and the most compassionate. As we continue to learn and derive benefit collectively together from the science of al-fiqh. Min kitabi al-imam al-allama al-shaykh Abdurrahman Ibn Nasir al-Sa'di Rahimahullahu Ta'ala Rahimahullahu Ta'ala And we're reading from, we're deriving benefit from the speech of the noble Imam Abdul Rahman Ibn Nasir al-Sa'di May Allah have mercy upon him Wa al-ulama Wa al-ulama And all of the scholars of Al-Islam Tayyip, سوالun qabla nabda Question before we begin هل رحمة الله تعالى خاصة للأموات أو يشمل الأموات والأحياء Is the mercy of Allah specific for the dead or does it include the dead and the living? Is the mercy of Allah exclusive, specific for those who have passed away or is it for them and those who are still alive? It includes the dead and the living. That's important because sometimes we make the dua, may Allah have mercy upon him. Sometimes we say, may Allah have mercy upon such and such. And you think, oh, he died. Why do you think he died? Because you said, may the mercy of Allah be upon him. And that's not a condition here. Rahmatullah tashmalu al-amwat wal-ahya. Al-amwat wal-ahya. The mercy of Allah includes the dead and it includes the living. No. أين وصلنا؟ Where did we stop, يا إخوان؟ وصلنا إلى حديث أبي هريرة. We stopped at the hadith of Abu Hurairah 
عندما قال قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام إذا ولغ الكلب في إناء أحدكم فليغسله سبع مرات أولاهن بالتراب متفق عليه The Messenger of Allah he mentions in this hadith is narrated by Abu Hurairah May Allah be pleased with him The Prophet of Allah says If the dog licks the vessel of one of you Any one of you then let him clean it, let him wash it, rather, seven times. The first of this, these seven, he wash it with dirt. We benefited many benefits of this hadith. The benefit that we mentioned that's connected to this hadith is that Islam is comprehensive. Islam Islam talks about everything, generally. We don't mean here that Islam talks about everything with detail. No. Generally, generally, Islam talks about everything. There are some things in detail Islam did mention in detail, but generally, Islam talks about everything. a benefit. جاءت صحيح الإمام مسلم رحمه الله تعالى من حديث عبد الله بن مغفل. There's another hadith that is collected by Imam Muslim narrated by Abdullah ibn Mughaffal. That the Messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام he says وعفروه الثامنة في التراب. This wording is slightly different. The Messenger of Allah according to this hadith of Abdullah ibn Mughaffal collected by Imam Muslim. He says, The Messenger of Allah, he says, Cleanse it, purify it, cleanse it on the eighth washing with dirt. On the eighth washing with dirt. So for these two variations, or these two ahadith rather, the scholars differ into two opinions. And From the people of knowledge are those that say from the seven washings that the first of the washings is with the dirt. And the second opinion are those that say no. On the eighth washing, you wash it with the dirt. Also, there are two other benefits we can connect to this hadith also. Kem adada al-ghasl. Benefit number one. How many washings are there per se? Qala ba'aduhum bil majmu' ghaslu al-mar'amada marratu al-ghasl thamaniya bil majmu' sab'a bil ma' wa thamina bil turab. Sab'a wa wahid yusawi thamaniya. How many washings are there? One opinion is that the total washings are eight. 
the total amount of washings are eight. Seven with water and one with dirt. Seven and one is eight. والثاني, there's another benefit at one. That the washings are seven. That the washings are seven. Total. But the first opinion is more correct. And that is there are eight total. Seven with the water and one with the dirt. As mentions in the second hadith. Benefit number three. هذا الحديث وحديث أبي هريرة لا فيه ماء بينهما تعارض لا another benefit the hadith of Abdullah bin Mughaffal and the hadith of Abu Huraira there's no contradiction من يجمع who can join between them and the hadith of Abu Huraira mentions فاقصه سبعة في حديث مغفل عفروه ثامنة بالتراب and the hadith of Abu Huraira mentions let him wash it seven times and then the first with dirt, it mentions seven, right? And the hadith of Abdullah bin Mughaffal, it mentions then you cleanse it on the eighth time with dirt. It looks like a contradiction, seven and eight. There's no contradiction in Allah. Who can explain? How can seven and eight be the same? Because the first one is dirt. Huh? And then the seven? Hey, with the water. No contradiction. When the Prophet said, let him wash it seven times. The first of the seven. Not on the first one to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No. The first before you get to the washing, wash that with dirt. Or cleanse it with dirt. But that's the first initial one. But that's not with dirt. So the Prophet said, because the washing. With dirt, is not really a washing. You wouldn't call that washing. That's a cleansing or a purifying, but you wouldn't call that washing. Washing is only bil ma. Washing is only with water. إذا نضفت ماذا إذا ننظف هذه طاولة بالتراب. We cleanse this table with dirt. لا نسمي هذه النظافة الغسلة أبدا. If we cleanse this table with dirt, we take the dirt and we scrub it with the dirt. We wouldn't say we washed it. We wouldn't say we washed it. Because we didn't use water. So there's no contradiction yet there, Yaquan. Remember, Yaquan, fi dinina la yujadu ta'arudun fi ayyi shay'in ma al-Islam kamil. Remember, there's no contradiction in Islam. There's no opposition in Islam ever. Islam is complete. Allah Ta'ala completed Islam from above the seven heavens. Who doesn't understand the Ikhwan? Imam al-Hafil ibn Hajar, he mentions in his explanation about Bukhari, Fath al-Bari. Riwayatu ulahunna arjahu min hadith akthareen, min haythu akthareen, wal-ahfidhiyya, wal-ma'na li-anna tarbiq, li-anna madha at-tatriq, li-akhirati ahtaju ila qoslatin ukhra, li-tanzifihi. He says here, 
the strongest point of view once again with most of the people is that the meaning of the hadith of the scholars the meaning of the hadith is that you wash it the seven washings and then on the eighth one this is actually not a washing this is a cleansing this is not a washing so there's no contradiction here walhamdulillahi alameen Qala al-Imam al-Sa'adi rahimahullah al-Sa'adi continues Qala wal-ashya'u al-najisatu Those things that are impure He says Bawlu al-Adami Urine of the children of Adam Wa'udhuratuhu And the defecation of Adam The bawl Wa al-ga'iltu The urine and the defecation are impure. Wadamu and blood. Illa annahu yu'fa an al However, if you have a little bit of blood, then this is overlooked. This is pardoned. So the blood here has to be a flowing blood, a lot of blood. If the blood is al anhu. If it's a small amount of blood, and you have a wound. مثلاً ويسيل من هذا الجرح دم يسير خفيف هذا لا حرج هذا لا حرج you have a wound and you have a little cut you have a little blood there that's that's nothing there that's not no problem no issue the point here of the blood if you have a lot of blood that is flowing ومثاله an example of that الدم المسفوح من الحيوان for example, the blood that comes from an animal that is eaten. Not that which remains in the flesh itself or in the sweat. But verily, this is pure. Another benefit. Another point that is impure is the urine of the animals and the dung of every animal that is every animal that is unlawful to eat then its urine is impure and its dung is also impure every animal that is haram to eat the bowl of that animal is also impure and the dung of that animal is also impure. Every animal that is not allowed to eat, then its urine is impure and its dung is also impure. What do you have for sibar, Ya Shaykh, in your translation? Sibar. Every type of sibar is impure. You don't have sibar? No, but anyone have another book yet? You have the translation with your check? No, I don't have the Yeah, I think it's the, the wild animals. Is it specific or all wild? Hey, no, the animals that have the, the canines. I sent Good word. Wakadalika al also those animals that die on their own. Il, wa alaikum salam. 
Except from the children of Adam, they pass away, they are not considered to be impure. And that which has no soul. I don't know the intent here, That which has no soul. Let's see if he explains, inshallah. Insects has soul. Uh, insects? I don't know the intent of Saadi there. Also fish. Fish is pure. Wanjarad and locusts is pure. لِأَنَّهَا طَاهِرَ All of this is pure. فَنَسْتَفِيدُ مِنْ كَلَامَ السَّعْدِ هُنَا أَنَّ جَمِيعَ السَّمَكِ طَاهِرَ We benefit here that the fish, fish is, that dies on its own, for example, that's an exception. Also, الجَرَاد, locusts, that's an exception. He mentions because السَّمَك وَالجَرَاد طَاهِرَ Because fish is allowed, fish is pure. And locusts, a type of fish, is also pure. That's a good question, yeah. We don't have any proof to say that. Allah knows best. But that's a good question. Good point of view. May Allah bless. Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says, Hurrimat alaykum al maytatu wa dam. Ila akhiriha fi surat al ma'idah. Allah Ta'ala says, Those animals that die on their own, al maytatu, have been made prohibited for you. Wa dam. Also blood. To the end of the ayah, Surah 2 Al Ma'id. And the Messenger of Allah mentions the believer never is impure. The believer is never impure. Hayyan, while he's alive, nor while he's deceased. Nastafidu min hadi ikhwan. أن بني آدم عندما يموت وهو لا يزال طاهرا لا يزال طاهرا. We benefit here from this hadith that the children of Adam, when they die, they're still pure. When they die, they're still pure. قال أحل لنا ميتتان ودمان أما الميتتان فالحوت والجراد وأما الدمان وأما الدمان الكبد he says, and this hadith is collected by Imam Ahmed and Ibn Majah. The Messenger of Allah says, It has been made lawful for us, meaning the Muslims. Two types of animals that have died on their own. And two types of bloods. Two bloods are allowed. As for the two animals that die on their own, الحوتو, a type of fish. The, what's the hooti, Akhwan? The, the whale. والجراد, and the locust. As for the two types of blood, الكبدو, the, the liver. والطيحال. I don't know طيحال, Akhwan. Looks like, you know what they have? Looks like a liver. Looks like liver? The spleen, spleen. I believe. <laughs> no, the spleen. Somebody check that translation. I believe it's spleen. Collected by Imam Ahmed and Ibn Majah. Qala. Spleen. Alhamdulillah. Qala Sharih. The explainer he mentions. Al Ashya'u Najisatu. Allati Dakaraha al Mu'allifu here. Those things that are unlawful. Uh, those things that are impure, rather, that the author mentions, they are 
Bolder Adami, number one. Write this down here, Juan. Those things that are nudges. Those things that are nudges, according to a Saidi. Number one, Al Bolu or Bolder Adami. Urine of Bani Adam. Mankind's urine. Human urine. And defecation, or you can say feces, of man, of humans. It makes no difference here if it's from someone that is small or someone that is old, someone that is young or someone that is older. It makes no difference. It's still impure. And these are things that they themselves are impure. So number one, urine and feces are impure. Because they are filthy, they are dirty. And they are filthy, they are impure, and it makes the people turn away. They are filthy, they are dirty. So if urine or if urine or defecation falls on one's garment or the lights, then it should be washed away and removed. So that its traces are also removed. Afani, number two. He fit one and two together. You can write urine and defecation. If you put them together, number two. If you separate them, number three. Uh, take this for me and shit. I let them not make class. This is brother uh, Paul. They're not make class, inshallah. I'm calling right now. Number three. Next point. The blood of Adam. The blood of Adam. قَالَ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ ذَكَرَ الرَّحِيمَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى مِنَ النَّجَاسَاتِ إِلَّا الدَّمِ الْيَسِيرِ He says, so the Imam, he mentions here that blood of Adam is impure. The blood of Adam is impure. Except الدَّمَ الْيَسِيرَ Write this down, ya khwan. Blood is impure. Except the blood that's real small, real light. Adam al Yasin, light blood. Here, here, that's an exception. So you're going to write blood is najis. Al aslu fi dam najis. The origin regarding blood is that blood is impure. Illa dam al Yasira, except blood that is a little bit of blood. So this small amount of blood is pardoned, is forgiven. It's overlooked. Next point. 
He says because Imam Ahmed mentions the consensus. Imam Ahmed, write this down here. Imam Ahmed mentions a consensus that all of the scholars agree. According to Imam Ahmed at that time, that blood is najis. So I want you to write it down. Adamu najasun bil so you're going to write blood is impure with the consensus of the scholars according to Imam Ahmed. Blood is najas according to uh, najas with the consensus of the scholars according to Imam Ahmed. Another benefit. And Ibn Taymiyyah mentions that Imam Ahmed said that was a consensus. So two benefits here. Blood is najis. Ibn Taymiyyah said, Imam Ahmed said, it was a consensus in this regard. In the small amount, it's still the small amount is still blood. The origin of blood is najis, impure. But a small amount is yurafa'an, is forgiven, is pardoned. Because it's so small of an amount. You have a womb on you, for example, and you have a little bit of blood. Here, you don't have to break, you didn't break your wudu, you didn't break your salah. But say you have a large, large, large amount of blood on you, a very great amount of blood. Now, you have to go cleanse yourself. Make wudu again, get the impurity off you, and then make your salah, inshallah ta'ala. So blood, the origin of blood is impure. However, if it's a small amount, according to a Sa'adi, yu'afa anhu, then this small amount is pardoned and forgiven. So what about the case when you don't have water? Mm. You don't have no water. You have like some sort of... Can you cleanse the blood off you? Maybe wrap it, for example. If you have blood, you have an injury, and the blood is flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing. If you can, you try to control the blood. You try to cleanse the blood. You try to maintain and wrap the blood. For example, no. So it's not like break your, uh, like how do you, how do you break? Okay. Uh, first, you have to maintain the blood first. Okay. You have to control the blood, cleanse the blood first and foremost, control the blood, get the blood in the way first, before you can actually start the Salah. No. He says, and the strongest opinion in Allah knows best. Next point. And we'll stop here, inshallah ta'ala. I'm supposed to do a council in Yaquan with this couple. So we're going to stop shortly, inshallah ta'ala. So we can talk to the brother and the sister, inshallah ta'ala. He says, the strongest opinion in Allah knows best. And the He says, blood, blood that comes from Bani Adam, from mankind, that does not come, that does not come from the two private parts. This blood is lawful. He brings a different opinion here. 
Right? We mentioned the first opinion that the origin of blood is that it is nudges. Right? He says there's another point of view, and it appears to be the strongest. He says, now this is the explainer of the words of Asadi, another Shaykh. He says, He's arguing the point that it's not all blood. As Sa'di appears to have kept it general, except for the small blood. Other scholars, they say, no, the intent of blood here is not any blood. It's specific blood. Blood that does not come from the two private parts. If you have blood that comes from somewhere else, that blood is not pure. So he brings two arguments. We have a Sa'di's point of view that all blood is impure. He has another point of view. And that's why fiqh is so important here, You're going to find that sometimes the scholars, they differ. A lot of times. They differ, ya ikhwan. He says, That which does not come from the two private parts, then this blood is pure. Meaning, the blood that's impure is the blood that comes from the private parts. This is the blood that's impure. وَبِهِ قَالَ الْمُؤَلِّفُ فِي كِتَابِ الْإِخْتِيَارَاتِ وَاخْتَارُوا شَوْكَانِ وَشَيْخُنَا إِبْنْ عُثَيْمِينَ He says, and As-Sa'adi mentioned this point of view in another book. Also the great Imam al-Shawkani, may Allah have mercy upon him, that was his opinion. Also, Al-Imam al-Uthaymeen. So we're going to write, so we benefit collectively, you're going to write, regarding blood. There are two point of views. Two point of views. All of the blood is najis. Except blood, that's a little bit of blood. That's the first point of view. Second point of view, the blood that is impure is the blood that comes from the private parts. And this appears to be the strongest opinion. Wallahu And Allah Ta'ala knows best. So there are two point of views. All blood is impure. Except blood that's a little. And the second point of view. The only blood that's impure. Is the blood that comes from the private parts. And that's the, that's the opinion of uh, As-Sa'di in another book, uh, Ash-Shawkani, and Al-Uthaymi. Also, I want to say Ibn Hazm, also Shaykh Muqtab Rahimullah had that point of view also. And many scholars that have that point of view from them, Shaykh Uthaymi, from the earlier scholars, Muhammad ibn Ali Ash-Shawkani, the great Imam of Al-Yaman, may Allah have mercy upon them. So we stop on the issue of blood, Ya Ikhwan. We mentioned blood of two positions. Some scholars say all blood. Other scholars say no, only the blood of the private part. When Allah mentions blood in the Quran, He's not mentioning all of the blood. The meaning is the blood that comes from the private parts. The nafas, the haid, the period from the private, for example. But if you have blood on you, some scholars use the point of view when Omar was stabbed, that the blood was flowing profusely. He didn't stop. Some say he didn't notice he was stabbed because of his khushu'ah in the salah. MashaAllah. Some say he didn't notice because that's how his focus was. He was focused so much, he didn't feel the wound. He didn't feel it. At any rate, there's no harm upon him if he didn't feel it regardless. Other scholars say, even if he felt it, it's not impure. It's not impure because it's not from the private part. So the scholars differ there. 
we'll stop there, Ikhwan, so we can talk to the family. May Allah bless you all. Wa subhanakallahum wa bihamdika shadu an la ilaha illa anta staqdu wa tuba. You told her what I called her back?